Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. It's testimony time. Last week, we had very amazing testimonies and we were refreshed and we we are being assured that God is still working for our good. Today, we have testimonies from the Blessed Online Salvation Crusade. Let's take them. The first testimony is from Mary Opong. And Mary says, Hello, my name is Mary Opong and I want to testify about how the prayers of Dr. Joy Bruce brought healing to my home during the crusade. My mother had been really sick and was suffering from arthritis. The pain was so much that she couldn't even walk or sit. After the preacher preached, she prayed for the nation and also prayed for people and their families who were sick. She prayed that every leg and knee pain will cease. There and then, I held my legs with faith that my mother will be healed. All of a sudden, I felt a certain newness and freshness within me and in our home. I believe the Holy Spirit was moving. The next day, my mother called me and told me to help her sit. Hallelujah. I'm so grateful to God that she's sitting now. And even though there's still slight pain, I believe she will recover. I want to say thank you to God Almighty for this breakthrough and to Dr. Joy for her prayers. A second testimony is from Lydia Kunedu, who is from Tanoso. And Lydia says, my name is Lydia Kunedu, and I've got a testimony. I had severe migraine for the past four days and felt so uneasy. During the, bre- the Blessed Salvation Online Crusade, I had strong faith that I would be healed. And truly, I got healed. I've been filled with strength and good health since that night, and I'm so grateful to God. I would also like to thank the woman of God, Dr. Joy Bruce, and my friend, Emmanuel Opoku, for inviting me to the service online. I was really blessed. Our third testimony is from Paul. And Paul says, Hallelujah, hallelujah. I thank God for what he did for me at the Blessed Salvation Online Crusade. In fact, I wasn't able to walk well and I also had an eye problem. It was so bad that it was difficult for me to even watch the service, but I tried my best. As the preacher was preaching the message, Jesus will do you good. Jesus indeed did me good. I was healed through the message. I'm so grateful to God who is a healer for this miracle. And I also want to say thank you to the woman of God. May God bless you and give you more grace to continue teaching us. We've had amazing testimonies about how the word of God brings healing to us. The Bible says that he sent forth his his word and healed us from our disease. I believe that today, as the woman of God is coming to teach us, she would heal your problems. It will heal your body, it will heal your soul, and it will heal your spirit. If you're as excited as I am, put your hands together for our mother, 
for our pastor, for our personal person, Sister Joy Philippe Bruce. Hallelujah. Well, we thank God for yet another Sunday. It's unbelievable. This is our seventh Sunday of having service online. It's unbelievable. And I have to say that when I look at the speed with which time is going, I am so sure that Jesus is on his way back. And so if you have not made up your mind to be sure that you also follow Jesus when he comes, I think this is the time to do so. Amen. Hallelujah. And we am so happy to hear all the testimonies. And we thank God that his healing hand can reach anybody, anywhere, at any time. We thank him for all the healing testimonies that came from our online crusade. Now, if you're somebody who's invested some prayer, if you're somebody who looked for some people and drew them to listen and through that they got saved, I want you to understand that you have a stake in this victory. Hallelujah. You'll be walking in heaven one day and that day you'll meet somebody who will say that, thank you for inviting me, thank you for calling me, thank you for speaking to me and because of you I am in heaven. Amen and amen. So we're going to go into the word at this point. And we're back on the third and the final installation, I mean, part of this um, series we've been in, Sacrifice the Key to Fruitfulness. But first, let us pray. Father, thank you so much for your goodness. You've been with us these seven weeks, helping us, Lord, taking us through, Lord, pulling us through day after day, week by week, and we're so grateful. What more can we say? As we come before your word, I pray that it will be a word to us at a time that we need it. Let it meet somebody at that point of need. Let it make sense of the things that we are going through in the name of Jesus. And at the end of this word, Lord, may we be closer to you. May we be more eager to know you more. This I ask in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. We've been looking at this subject, sacrifice, the key to fruitfulness. Amen. And all through these past three weeks, I've been saying to you, and you know, we've been on this for a long time, where I keep on saying to you that we need to bear fruit as believers. We need to bear fruit. Amen. And I am always quoting to you John 15, 16, which I hope you know by now. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit shall remain. Hallelujah. That whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it you. Amen. And so the expectation is that we will bear fruit. And we've been looking at this fruitfulness, how to bear fruit. Amen. And as we've been looking at it, we've been talking about the fact that one needs to sacrifice in order to bear fruit. When you don't want to sacrifice, you will not bear fruit. I know people who you don't want to rock your time schedule. Everything must be pe -pe -pe like that according to how you say. Anything that takes you out of it, it cannot be done. You will not bear any fruit. You will not bear any fruit. Because it's by sacrificing something. So you would have been doing something else, but because of Jesus or because of, of, of having to bear fruit, you've changed it. That's when you begin to bear fruit. And so much as it is good for us to have a plan and much as it is, it's good for us to look ahead and make plans. Don't have plans that you are so bound to, so inflexible that you cannot um, uh, um, change. You see, it is an old tree that when you try to bend it, it breaks. So when you find yourself unable to change anything in your life, you are in danger. You are in danger. Flexibility is so important. 
so 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 important when you see a young shoot it's so supple it turns this way it turns that way and that's why it's not often that you see a young shoot that has been broken by a storm that has come to pass but when you are rigid and a storm is coming to pass the storm will actually break you because when the wind is coming you don't just sway like that and then it passes over you and so rather it's almost like it has to pass through you so it will break you i don't know who i'm ministering to this morning but i'm speaking to somebody and i'm telling you that sometimes if you are a child of god let go your plans for his plans let go your time for his time sacrifice because of him hallelujah i shared with you that the sacrifice is the source of power so in places in the world where everything they cannot bend they can't sacrifice they can't you see that there is no power of god there may even be a church but when you get to the church there's no power there and the reason is because the people are being led by themselves and doing what they themselves want to do there is no falling there is no dying and therefore there is no fruitfulness but i want you to i just want you to confess that it's changing in my life that i'm going to be the kind of um, thing coming up that the lord can use me and he can use me in the way that he wants to use me hallelujah hallelujah it's amazing to see what people sacrifice for the bible says that the things that the gentiles that's people who don't believe in jesus the things that they sacrifice they sacrifice to devils that is the word of god so as for a sacrifice there will be the issue is will your sacrifice be a sacrifice unto god or will it be a sacrifice unto the devil that's the scripture you have just this one and this one so what is your sacrifice about and you will find out that people are willing to sacrifice everything as for money they will sacrifice it any time for, for money, they will sacrifice. So you can give them a job that doesn't allow family. They will sacrifice their family. You can give them a job that doesn't allow them time to pray. They will sacrifice their prayer time. You can give them a, a, a business that does not allow friendships to, 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 to exist. Oh, they will leave their friendships. Anything for money. But when it comes to God, that is when we begin to see something else. But I want, I'm speaking to you today because I want you to change hallelujah you are you are, you are you are say to yourself i'm young enough to reset and to readjust and to renew my mind and to do the right thing hallelujah let us go to our central scripture around which we have been preaching these three weeks john chapter 12 and verse 24 verily verily i say unto you except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die it abideth alone but if it die it bringeth forth much fruit hallelujah except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die it abideth alone and we've been here for several weeks we've talked about the fact that if you take a grain of corn and you it must go into the ground and it must die there in fact water will even seep through and then the whole thing you cannot pick it up and eat it again it's dead it's dead to you we can't even see it it's out of your sight but that is when it will now give birth to a shoot that will come out of the ground and over time it will bear a wonderful fruit and so over the, we began to look at the life of joseph last week the anatomy of a fall the, his falling and his dying and i'm so happy to come into this week because we can begin to look at his beginning to rise and his beginning to bear fruit hallelujah his story is one of the most remarkable in the bible and it spans over several chapters you know so last week when we we're looking at the dying we began in genesis chapter 39 and we were looking at the place where 
Joseph had been brought down to Egypt and he was a slave to Potiphar and after that you know things were going very well and then Potiphar's wife decided that she liked him it's a pity and that situation now took him further down into the dungeon so it's almost like even in his falling and his dying Christ was like a falling and another falling hey I'm talking to somebody today and I'm saying to you that your life may look like a series of fallings fall 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 but I want you to understand that the deeper you go in there the stronger the root you are going to build down there and when you come up there is no wind there is no situation there is no storm that will be able to overtake you hallelujah so hold on hold on fast and don't give up amen there was no point at which we see Joseph waking up to say that I cannot oh I cannot I have to go to my father's house in my father's house I was a very special person no but you see that he was a gifted young man you can see that he was gifted in that he was able to um, um, what do you say to, to still to still do what he, he could do in the places where he was amen and, and so I was sharing with you about the fact that when you are in that phase of falling and dying there are still some fruits you begin to show because you see that your relationship with God begins to pick up and begins to be stronger it's sort of like as you as men have pushed you aside or cut you off or you found yourself alone you end up turning to God and that begins to teach you some things which help you in this life and help you later on in life even after it looks as though you have made it never ever think that you make it to the point where you can do away from God no you need him I also shared last week about the fact that you need to develop humility and as you're going through the darkness and the difficulty you are going through do not become proud there are people who are in difficulty are in their season of life where they are falling and dying and then there's so much pride and that just spoils it it's like you have taken the wrong dose of something and poured it over the, the, the plant that is coming and you do not want to do that today I want us to continue and as we enter into the season of fruitfulness allow me to begin to read to you from Genesis chapter 40 Genesis 40 and we take our story from there I'm going to read, I can't read it all. I told you it's about five chapters. We will not finish today. So I'll be jumping, telling the story and jumping. But it came to pass after these things that the butler of the king of Egypt and his baker, remember at this time, Joseph, our main character, he's in jail down there in the dungeon. Okay, so it came to pass after these things that the butler of the king of Egypt and his baker had offended their lord, the king of Egypt. Pharaoh was wroth against two of his officers the chief of the butlers and the chief of the bakers. Watch out when you are the chief of something. <laughs> and he put them inward in the house of the captain of the guard into the prison, the place where Joseph was bound. You see, so it's not just that he was in prison. He was even bound in the prison. So look at it all. Fallen. Potiphar's house. Fallen. Prison. Then inside the prison. Bound in the prison. Oh my God. <laughs> Verse 4 says, And the captain of the guard charged Joseph with them, and he served them, and they continued for a season in the ward. Now, let me just tell you a bit of the story because if I'm going to read, oh, I should read, maybe I should read this part because I said, Ned. So let me just continue. 
It's a very nice story, this part of the story, just because we know how it ends. And that's how you, to the life of your story, your, the story of your life is going to be sweet. Yeah. Hallelujah. It's only that God has not allowed you yet to see the ending. You know, when you know the end, I mean, you can always relax. I was very encouraged to hear one of our bishops saying that when football is being played, he won't watch the soccer as it is on. He'll wait. When he hears the scores, then he'll now watch the replay. And I was very comforted because I'm like that. I can't take the tension of it. Hey! But let's move on and let us read these dreams. Verse 5, Genesis 40, verse 5. And they dreamed a dream, both of them. Each man his dream in one night each man according to the interpretation of his dream the butler and the baker of the king of egypt which were bound in prison and joseph came in unto them in the morning and looked upon them and behold they were sad and he asked pharaoh's officers that were with him in the ward of the lord's house saying wherefore look you so sad sadly today and they said to him we have dreamed a dream and there's no interpreter of it and joseph said unto them do not interpretations belong to god tell me them i pray you and the chief butler told his dream to Joseph and said to him, In my dream, behold, a vine was before me, and in the vine were three branches, and it was as though it budded, and her blossoms shot, shot forth, and the clusters thereof brought forth ripe grapes. And Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes and pressed them into Pharaoh's cup, and I gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand. And Joseph said unto him, This is the interpretation of it. The three branches are three days. Yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thine head, and restore thee unto thy place, and thou shalt deliver Pharaoh's cup into his hand. After that, after the former manner, when thou wast his butler. But think on me, when it shall be well with thee, and show kindness, I pray thee, unto me. And make mention of me unto Pharaoh, and bring me out of this house. For indeed, I was stolen away out of the land of the Hebrews, and here also have I done nothing that they should put me in the dungeon. When the chief baker saw that the interpretation was good, he said unto Joseph, I also was in my dream. And behold, I had three white baskets on my head. And in the uppermost basket there was of all manner of baked meats for Pharaoh. And the birds did eat out of the baskets upon my head. And Joseph answered and said, This is the interpretation thereof. The three baskets are three days. Yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thy head from off thee, and shall hang thee on a tree, and the birds shall eat thy flesh from off thee. And it came to pass the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday, that he made a feast unto all his servants. And he lifted up the head of the chief butler and of the baker among his servants. And he restored the chief butler unto his butlership again and gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand. And he gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand. But he hung the chief baker as Joseph had interpreted to him. Yet did not the chief butler remember Joseph, but forgot him. Oh my God. He, oh, those who forget. Turn to your neighbor and say, those who forget. Oh, wow. You know, it's a very moving story. Very, very moving story. And there are so many lessons that, and sub-lessons that we can glean from it. One of the lessons that you must understand, that you should glean from it. You see, when the butler's, uh, the the butler's uh, interpretation was given to him, then the baker said, hey, since this man has had a good interpretation, so let me also go and I beg you. 
Everybody and their lane. When it comes to God, you cannot say that, oh, because of this, then I saw this, so that. It is true, we share testimonies. But you'll be surprised that even when it comes to the same kind of condition, God will use different ways to heal it. Yeah. Somebody will be healed instant. Another person will be healed gradually. Another person will be sent to a particular kind of doctor to go and do a particular kind of thing. So you can't get up and say that because it happened like this and like that. So me too, it will happen exactly like this. No, it is not like that. Amen. But we can also see a number of things. You see, remember that Joseph was on his way down. Many of us, when we are on our way down, one of the things that God is dealing with is our character. We don't see this man. I mean, I can't imagine. You see, in those days, they used to have this heavy ball. You have seen the films. Heavy ball that they put on the foot of the prisoner. So you have to shuffle. You can't just. So he was in chains. We were told that he was bound. And in spite of those bounds, he had to now get up and go and serve these men. And there are some of us, because of the situation that you are in, you have refused to serve God. Wow. You have said to yourself that, ah. God, if you know that, if you want me to be listening to the things, you better provide the data. I'm not, I'm not even going to look for it. You see, your attitude is wrong. It's true that you're in difficulty, but your attitude is not helping you. Because somebody else will say, I'm believing God. They're in the difficulty. Joseph was believing God. He'll make a way. He'll help me. And so you see that as he was in his difficulty, his gifts were still coming forth. His gifts were still being used. He had an opportunity to hone his gifts. Look, Joseph learned dreams and interpretation of dreams in jail. Because these dreams were not his dreams. They were somebody else's dream. But there are some of us, when we are in a difficult time, we pack first our brain. After packing our brain, then we pack our spirits. Then you are just there. And then you are complaining. I want to tell you, complainer, there is no road that helps a complainer. If you complain and complain, you see, you are like somebody who you are walking forward but you are looking back. Where will you go? Into the bush. Into the bush. Keep your focus on God and keep your trust in God and keep your faith in God. In this dungeon, and in those days there was no light. In this dark dungeon, as you are sitting in the dungeon, the rats rat too will be crossing. Hey! The guy was there, but right in the middle of his darkness, he was able to look up and still see God. He was still able to talk about God. Hallelujah. You see, because he told them, he told them the interpretation is with God. So while he was there, he didn't deny God. May you never deny God in the middle of your difficulty. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. And then I begin to enjoy chapter 41. You see, first of all, let me take you back a little bit. I want you to see something. I have a feeling that God in the maneuvers, you see, he, he maneuvers in the affairs of man. A king has decided, I'm putting my butler and my baker into jail. But God has decided I will use one of them to sort out something. Yeah. You need to understand that God makes maneuvers because of you. Yeah, he's always maneuvering. You see, in the span of life, you see, here we are. This season is so difficult. People are going through difficulty. People don't have food to eat. And yet, it is in this season that some people will grow spiritually. And yet, it's in this season that some of you, your calling of an apostle will be born. It's in this season that some of you, your calling as a prophet will be born. It's in this season that some of you have now been forced to take time and pray about your future. Do you get it? So in the affairs of man, sometimes God just uses that um, um, thing. 
you see he just uses it and he just uses it to bless you i remember doing my sixth form i was a diligent student but physics didn't make any sense to me <laughs> and so I got an F in physics and I had to redo. I wasn't even upset because I knew that this subject, I didn't get it. So I, I wasn't so upset. But I had to go and redo. And the painful part was seeing my colleagues go further. And my best friends went into Legon. So there were people I could see them there. I used to visit them a lot and see them. And I still had to redo the exam. But that was the year I met the man who I was going to marry some years to come. Wow. Hallelujah. Amen. So when I look at it, I feel that God just, please don't use it to say, I'm going to fail these my enzymes. <laughs> if I don't fail my enzymes this time, maybe if I fail the enzymes, no, 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 no. But what I'm saying is that in that, in that situation in my life, which I probably didn't like so much, and he certainly didn't like it at all, because that year, there was a mistake made in the laboratories of the school that he was in. And so the entire year who were doing chemistry, they failed chemistry, because you've got to pass the practical as well as the um, theory, and it was the fault of those who mixed the chemicals and so forth. So they all had to rewrite, and that's how come we ended up at the same place. That's how we met ourselves for the first time. Yeah, it was years later that we married, but that's where we met. That's where we became friends. Hey, when you are in a situation, eh, be careful. Don't complain too much. So here was Joseph, and the Lord was busy maneuvering and doing some things on his behalf. Hey, the next thing that he did was that in Genesis 41, remember he has restored the butler to Pharaoh. Then now, the Lord visits Pharaoh with a dream. You see, as for dreams, eh, unbelievers have them. Believers also have them. So he had a dream, and he himself, when he woke up, he was disturbed because he realized that this dream, eh, hmm, he saw seven fat cows. And after the seven fat cows came some seven thin. <laughs> ill-favored is the word that is used ill-favored cows and the seven ill-favored cows came and swallowed the fat ones come on and when they finished swallowing the fat ones they were not fat i won't talk about those of you who you are eating you are like that your mother has been feeding you son but I, that, i'm not saying anything i'm not saying anything i'm not saying anything hey then the next one he saw was it some maize Thick cobs, I mean, doing well. Then he saw some blighted, dry ones that came and swallowed the fat ones and they didn't become fat. So he knew that, no, this thing, there's a message. There's a message. So he began to look for who would interpret. Now, remember that the butler, Joseph, had asked him, please, when you are free, remember me. Let me tell you something. When you are going through your processing, don't try to change it because if the butler had remembered Joseph would have just come out to go and be another foreigner walking around in a, in a foreign land not known by anybody and his life would have just been there nothing special I'm ministering to somebody your life is marked with so many issues I want you to understand that the God that we serve has not slept there's something that he's working out in your life so quit the complaining look to him and begin to just work with him and say lord i believe you thank god the butler forgot that's one too i believe that god maneuvered and he caused it to be because 
when now Pharaoh began to look for somebody who could interpret his dream, the Bible says in Genesis 41 and verse 9, Hey, today I have remembered my fault. I've remembered my mistake. That was the day. Today when God was ready, the butler suddenly remembered Joseph. Somebody, I see the Lord causing you to be remembered. Tell your father you will be remembered for your promotion. Hallelujah. There are times when you are doing something, you are expecting something to happen. It is not happening. But today I'm telling you that the Lord is reminding somebody. Hallelujah. And so after working, because it was for two more years, the man had been released for two years. He didn't remember Joseph until Pharaoh had the dream. And then he now says, Pharaoh, do you remember when you were annoyed with us and you put the baker and myself in jail? Then he said, we dreamed a dream in one night. Verse 11 of Genesis 41. I and he, we dreamed each man according to the interpretation of his dream. And there was there with us a young man, a Hebrew, a servant to the captain of the guard. We, and we told him. And he interpreted to us his dream. To each man according to his dream did he interpret. Hallelujah. Thank God Joseph did not change the interpretation of the dream for the baker. Hmm. You say, when you are a man of God, you can easily be tempted to do the wrong thing because you have prophesied the correct one here. You see? And it was a good one. So when you now have a word that's not so favorable, you may begin to feel the prayer. Never change it. Never change it. Because he didn't change it, the butler lived to see that this is a true prophet. This is a true guy. His interpretations are real. If he had changed it, they would not have been recommending him to Pharaoh here. Hallelujah. He allowed his gifts to work and suddenly he was remembered. Look, I got to read this part for you. You know. So the butler told him that it came to pass as he had interpreted. Me, you restored to my office, and him you hanged. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph. Oh, somebody today I am prophesying to you that Pharaoh will remember by the power of God he will remember you and he will call you and give you that which is yours the bible says they brought him hastily out of the dungeon you know it may take several years to fall and several years to go down and so long to stay down there but look at his deliverance on the day that it came the bible says that they brought him quickly I want you to imagine it the door of that dungeon they went inside went down there opened it hey remove that ball from this man's foot remove it quickly pharaoh call it pharaoh call it where is water where is bath where is shaving sticks those of you who cannot shave yourself <laughs> we notice that the brothers in this lockdown their beards they are beginning to look like Methuselah. they cannot shave themselves hey <laughs> but the bible says that he shaved himself <clears throat> that's another sermon <clears throat> changed his raiment and came to Pharaoh. Somebody today is your day. You are shaving yourself. You are changing your raiment. You are breaking through. You are coming out. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. When his deliverance came, that was it. That was it. Young lady, stop looking for a man to marry you. 
it's also a kind of bondage. It's also a kind of place because you can be so down and you can be so, what is it about my friend that is better than me, that nobody likes me? And you can, you can work your way into a certain place. You're not able to come out. And you can begin to feel that nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. Listen, just prepare yourself. Just keep your face to that Lord our God. Because the day is coming when you'll be brought forth hastily. And that day, you must just be ready. You must just be ready. Hallelujah. Then Pharaoh called Joseph and told him, I have dreamed a dream and none can interpret it. There is a place for you that nobody can sit. Your place is your place. And when you rise up as you have sacrificed, fallen and died, you come and you sit in the place that is your place where you have a name. The Bible says that we are seated in high places already with Jesus. Your place is assured. Hallelujah. It's not like when you come late to church and you have to come and fight over your seat. No, 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 no. Your seat in heaven, dear, it is assured for you. Just keep walking in his way. Amen. So Pharaoh called him, come and interpret. But look at Joseph. Even on the brink of his breakthrough, he says, it's not in me. God is the one who will give Pharaoh an answer of peace. Hallelujah. And then he comes and he interprets the dream. But what I love about this story, we're still in chapter 41 of Genesis. What I love about the story is that when he tells him what it means, he says there are seven years, very good years, and there are seven very bad years. And because of how bad the seven bad years will be, these seven good years, we will not even remember them. Then God gives him wisdom. God gives him wisdom from on high. Look at the advice he now gives Pharaoh. Now, therefore, let Pharaoh look out a man discreet and wise and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land and take up one fifth of the land of Egypt in the seven plenteous years and let them gather all the food of these good years that come and lay up corn under the hand of Pharaoh and let them keep the food in the cities and that food shall be a store to the land against the seven years of famine we shall be in this land hallelujah the bible says that the thing was good in the eye of pharaoh and his servants and then pharaoh just woke up and said that ah, where are we going to find such a man is that not the one standing the one and look i said in whom the spirit of god is the one place you cannot be challenged is your stand with God. If it was a matter of height, I'm sure there were other people Joseph's height. If it was a matter of family, there were other people with a better family than Joseph's family. If it was a matter of money, he would not have ranked at all. But he ranked because of the spirit of God that was in him. The spirit that he had always acknowledged. Remember, he told Pharaoh, God is the one who will show you. My brother, my sister, stop trying to believe in yourself. Up until now, can you not see that it's not working? You see, as we walk in the middle of this uh, corona crisis, eh, this is what it has brought us to. That you can believe yourself as something can you. Hey! Who would ever have believed that we would be there in a day when one million Americans would die and nothing can be done? Hey, Lord Jesus. You see, sir, you have not imagined a thousand corpses. So. It's like one, hundred, thousand. 10,000, 100,000, 1 million. Hey, I read an article yesterday. Somebody, he just packed the dead bodies into trucks and packed the trucks outside. It's like, it was when he started stinking, they went to find it. In the UK. But Joseph, his day had now come to shine. 
You see, I need you to see, he bore fruit all along. But as he came out, he was now coming to bear his most glorious fruit of all. The story is not yet over, and your story is not yet over. So let us continue to read something. Hallelujah. The Bible says that, let me open my witty invention. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, so as we are in, this, in the scriptures, good. By the time we get into Genesis chapter 42, we see that the problem was now, just as Joseph had said, everybody was hungry. The only place where there was food was in Egypt. So, his brothers, do you remember the brothers who threw him inside the pit? Do you remember his original dreams? That one day they will bow to him. The, the thing that set off the problem. Okay. That's your dream you had. Eh? It's not finished. It is coming. So now his father sent them, go and buy food. They went. When they came there, they didn't recognize Joseph. I tell you, the people who meant you, they will not recognize you. They will not even know that it is you. And they were now at his mercy. But you see, one of the reasons for their falling and dying, remember I said, is to breed humility. Is to breed something in you. So even when Joseph saw his brothers, if it had been somebody else, that would have been their last day on this earth. It would have been, uh-huh, they have come. Look, just catch the, you are the people to just finish them. No. Eventually he made them buy food. They went they came back. When they came, he said, I want to see my... The, the, you said you have a younger brother. Go and bring him. A whole lot of negotiations. They had to go and bring Benjamin. And then, he found a way. You see, you have to read the whole... I told you, it's many chapters. And it was like, Benjamin has done wrong. He must now be jailed. When he said he was going to jail Benjamin, one of the people said, please, don't, 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 don't do that. Don't say that, please. Take me instead. Take me instead. You see, Reuben was the firstborn. And he said, look, I promised my father will bring him. Look, we had a brother. He got lost like this. So our father was not going to release him. So I beg you, please, let them go with him and just take me. And at that point, Joseph realized his brothers had changed. And that was the day that he revealed himself to them. Hallelujah. Oh, are you with me? And the Bible says, let me just read the scripture for you. Yeah. My witty invention, don't let me down. <laughs> Listen. The Bible says, I'm reading in Genesis 42. Joseph was the governor of the land. Hey! He it was that sold to all the people of the land. And Joseph's brethren came and bowed down themselves before him with their faces to the earth. Hmm. The Bible says in verse 9, Joseph remembered the dreams which he had dreamed of them. Finally, in Genesis 45, in verse 3, he comes to them and says, I am Joseph. I am Joseph. One day you have to identify yourself because the change, the difference between what people know you to be. They know you to be some ragamuffin running around the streets of Osu playing chaskele. Running only in your panties which have holes in them. They know you as the one who was eating the fufu with only soup. No meat. No crap. Not even a snail. 
not a piece of a snail. They know you as the one who had nothing. The one dress you were wearing, you wore it hard till there were holes in it. Hey! But he was the one standing. He was the one talking. He was the one even telling you come close. You come near to me. Come near. And then he said, don't be grieved. Don't be angry with yourselves. Then he said, for God sent me before you to preserve life. What was Joseph's mission in this life? Verse 7 of chapter 45. Genesis 45. God sent me before you to preserve you a posterity in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. And so it was not you that sent me here but God. And he hath made me a father to Pharaoh and lord of all his house and a ruler throughout the land of Egypt. Haste ye and go up to my father and say to him, Thus saith thy son Joseph, God hath made me lord of all Egypt. Come down unto me. Come where? Not apple. Down. Tarry not. Thou shalt dwell in the land of Goshen, and thou shalt be near unto me. Thou and thy children, and thy children's children, and thy flocks, and thy heads, and all that thou have. And there will I nourish thee, for yet there are five years of famine, lest thou in thy household, and all that thou hast, come to poverty and behold your eyes see and the eyes of my brother Benjamin that it is my mouth that speaketh to you and you shall tell my father of all my glory in Egypt and of all that you have seen hallelujah may it be so unto you as he came out of the ground look at the glorious job God had for him no wonder he had to place him through such a great trial through such a falling and a dying but look at what it bred in the man it bred in him the ability to stand as the source of salvation for an entire tribe of people God's whole plan was that it was by this means that Israel would be rescued in those seven years and Joseph accomplished it my brother, my sister, you are also a channel to the salvation of somebody else. Much of what you are going through is because God needs you to help another person. Go through it. Fall. Die. Arise. And bear fruit. And God will bless you. I want you to bow down your head this morning. Just commit your way unto the Lord. And just tell the Lord... Just as Joseph walked with you without wavering, may I also walk and not waver. I want you to talk to the Lord and I want you to have, ask him to give you the wisdom to see where you are, at what stage in this life. Are you at the beginning, the falling? Are you at the dying? Or are you beginning to bear fruit? Whichever one it is, may he grant you the grace. And as you come forth, may you not miss your footing. As you come forth, may you accomplish exactly that for which he has sent you. There is a reason for every single thing that you have gone through. May you accomplish the reason for each of it. May you fulfill your ministry. May your days not be truncated. May the grace of God come upon you. Like Joseph, may you stand tall one day. Like Joseph, may you be the rescuer of your people. Like Joseph, may you be the helper. Because of you, may many come to know the Lord. Because of you, may your family change. Because of you, may your family be blessed. Because of you, may your family be provided for. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. At this time, you want to just bow down your head?
maybe you have been listening to me and as I'm speaking you realize that you don't really have a strong relationship with Jesus maybe you are realizing that you used to be there for him but you have with him but you are backslidden and you are saying I want to come back home Whichever one it is, you need to give your life back to Jesus. And so I want to invite you to pray this prayer with me. And as your head is bowed, just say these words. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, you are my savior and you are my lord may i fulfill the reason for my life and my destiny in jesus name amen and amen we believe that you have been blessed by this message for more information you can follow us on facebook fountain of life cathedral and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S-E. God richly bless you.